tell y'all it's the open side burner. We're back on the burner table. I'm with some of my homies. Introduce yourselves. I'm Belize Burner. I'm Braun Burner. And I'm Goku Burner. All right, today we're talking about the Nets Warriors game, Lakers Clippers game, and the Celtics Bucks game. All right, tell me what y'all think about the Nets Warriors game. I personally believe uh, the the Warriors got washed. Um, I feel like it's not a, it's too much of a knock on Curry. He didn't have much help, but it definitely uh, showed how well the Nets work together, especially Kyrie and KD. They're both doing, uh, playing really well. Uh, the bench unit, Karis, Jared Allen, playing really well. I think they just, the Nets team was working really well together, and the Warriors were not. I understand it's their first year playing together for some of them, and they just they just showed it in that game. They weren't playing well at all. Okay, in my opinion, bro, Andrew Wiggins is a bona fide scrub. That's all I got to say. I'm Stephanie Smith. Like Stephanie Smith said about Kwame Brown, that's how I feel about Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> Andrew Wiggins is really... Andrew Wiggins is really the bum of the Warriors. He, why did they trade him for Dila? I don't understand. But in my opinion, um, uh, KD didn't really look the same. He didn't look the same. In my opinion, he really didn't look the same. He didn't look like the explosive person he usually is coming from scoring. Um, Curry was looking pretty bad. Curry was passing too much. That's what I didn't like about Curry. But Curry did shoot 7 for 21. Kelly Oubre, I think, shot 3 for 15. And Andrew Wiggins shot like 4 for 17. This whole Warriors team is just doesn't look good. It really doesn't look good without Clay or Draymond. Uh, you know, being a Warriors fan, this was this was tough to watch. But I, I really liked what I saw from James Wiseman. He dropped 19 and 6 rebounds. I, I'm excited for him. I think he's going to be great for defense, offense. You know, I don't know about a consistent score, but he, he'll be a great guy. I'm excited when Draymond comes back. And for the Nets, I'll be the first to admit, I did not think Kevin Durant was going to be as good as he was. Uh, I thought he would lose a step. And, you know, maybe he looked a little slower out there. But, I mean, scoring-wise, he was still scoring at ease. Uh, Kyrie, I'm still not a huge fan of him, but I will admit he looked really good out there guy I really liked was Karis LeVert. What a guy. He's going to be really great off of the bench for the Nets. Okay. In my opinion, on the Warriors side, I don't want to jump the gun too much because, you know, it's a new team. Barely had any time. You know, they really got a they really got a mesh. When, when did Kelly, Kelly Uber got traded? Like, what? A week before training camp? They didn't really know each other. Uh, Curry is going to be rough for him. Especially this year. No Clay, No Draymond. He needs an extra facilitator so he can do his off-ball stuff. Wiggins, like Goku said, trash. He's not good. Although, they kind of need to make the D-Lo trade because two, a two-point guard lineup just doesn't really work in today's NBA. Sorry. I don't care if D-Lo is 6'5". It's just not going to work. Wait, can I ask him today? Go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off, but in my opinion, I think um, a two-guard lineup actually does work in the NBA. You saw OKC did it with their lineup with Shea. Like, they had a three-point guard lineup. They had Shea, they had uh, Chris Paul, then they had uh, who else? Who else? It was Dennis Schroeder. So I, I, they, they could definitely work. They could get some defensive free agents. I mean, D'Lo and, D'Lo and Curry would be a great duo in my opinion. Better than fucking Wiggins and Kelly Oubre and fucking Curry, like, like that, that they were just shooting out there for no reason. Right. Okay. Like I got, I got you on that. I'm sorry, I mean to cut you off, but the thing about OKC is CP3. He he's he's a pretty good defender. 
He's so is Shay. Very good leader. I say the only defensive neutral is Schroeder. I don't know. I don't know if he's that good on defense. But with the thing with Steph, he's never been a great on-ball defender. He's been a you know a good help defender, a good passing lane defender, but never been a good one-on-one defender. Same thing with D'Lo. He's never been like one-on-one. I don't I don't care what Zach Levine, uh, Butler, Middleton. I don't care. Name a guard. They're taking him one-on-one every time. Uh, but yeah, the Warriors look awful, but they have time. They have what seventy-two games to figure it out. And they only need to make the 10th seed, so, to make the playoffs this year. As for the Nets, Kyrie looked amazing. They couldn't stop him. He had 24 points in the first half. Yeah. Crazy. And think of it, like, KD and Durant went, I mean, shoot, Kyrie and Durant went off. And they only played, like, what, 20-some minutes? Yeah. Think of when they, think of when they play in real starter minutes. Yeah, 36. They're full, 240, 248. That's what I'm saying. There was no pressure. They scored at ease. Karis LeVert looked really good, as Ron said. What, 20 points on the bench? Going to be a real good third option for, you know, for the Nets or if one of the two main stars is hurt. Uh, Wiseman looked good, but his, his the bulk of his scoring was in garbage time. Not saying it's a little easier, but, you know, when the game is, what, over, practically over, doing some dunks, that really good impression. However, he is a rookie, and he will have time to prove himself. Yeah, you know, for a rookie, he's scoring in the garbage time. It's just, you know, you're getting comfortable. He wasn't able to play in preseason, so I'm sure he had some jitters. So, it was it was good experience yeah. for him. Yeah. yeah, nice experience for him. All right, on to the next game, Lakers versus Clippers, which I think. Um, so, I was actually surprised that the Lakers lost. Um, uh, they lost last year, I think, the first game of the Clippers, and you know, they ended up winning the finals. I don't think this is like a knock on them at all. I don't think they should be worried. I don't think any fans should be worried. Um, I have to pull up stats, but I'm sure Braun didn't play. I don't think Braun played super well. And I don't think he had a 22, 5 and 5. Okay. Well, that's, that's actually a decent stat. Yeah, no, it ain't bad. <laughs> that's like. By LeBron's standards, I'm not going to. Yeah, for LeBron's standards. And. I think I don't. I think the Lakers are really conserving their energy, at least AD and Braun, for the for the playoffs, especially the finals. Seeing how that's definitely gonna, they're definitely gonna need to put the most attention and energy into the finals and the playoffs in general. But the real star of the show, which is a very surprising statement, was Paul George. Um, Paul George had thirty, I think. Um, Thirty-three. Thirty-three, and he was he was killing it. Um, playing great on both sides of the ball, shooting pretty well. Um, I think he surprised a lot of people. Me included. A lot of people who hated him in the playoffs. So I hope he continues this for the rest of the season and into the playoffs. Um, you know, I, I'm not surprised either. Uh, I Lakers did not have that long of a rest, obviously. Paul George looked phenomenal out there. If he keeps us up, I mean, he could be an MVP candidate. Uh, the person who I really want to highlight are Dennis Schroeder and Mo- uh, Montrez Harrell. They were amazing off of the bench. Schroeder almost had a triple-double, 14 points, uh, 12 rebounds, 8 assists, and Montrez, 17 points, 10 rebounds, 3 assists. They're going to be, uh, if they don't start Schroeder and have those two guys coming off of the bench, they're going to bring great energy. Uh, they're going to, I mean, obviously, Lakers almost came back when they were down about 20-something, I believe, and yeah. uh, that was big part to the bench unit. So, you know, Taylor Horton Tucker, he didn't really do much, only 6 points, 11 minutes. Uh 
yeah, I, I, you know, I don't think this game really affects the Lakers. Though. I think that they're still my favorites to win the championship. Um, and yeah, we just got to see how they do next game. Okay, so, you know what I'm saying? The Clippers really look like a really good team. You know what I'm saying? They're firing, while, firing on all cylinders. Lou Will looks good. Kawhi looks good. Paul George is good. I got uh, Lakers in five, to be honest. Um, <laughs> not really surprised. Um, but for real though, let me be honest. Lakers, I mean, they didn't play good, but I feel like that, that low managing thing is going to come into effect this season. Like they said it was, like the coach said it was. Because LeBron and AD didn't really play starter minutes just like Kyrie and KD didn't play starter minutes like that. Um, they only really played two minutes was in the fourth quarter. But Montrez held in Dennis Schroeder and uh, Taylor was really playing good. Like Taylor, I feel like, was the fire off the uh, offense. Because when, once he came back, um, once he came back in the game, it just looked like the offense started doing good. I think Taylor is a key piece on this bench, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, from what I saw from the Lakers, I think they cared more about getting their rings tonight than they did about winning the game. Not to say that they didn't want to win, but come on, it's the first, it's the first game of the season versus the Clippers. Ring ceremony. They didn't win. Yeah, ring ceremony, banner, LeBron celebrating, looking at his kids like he wasn't caring about the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has seventy-one games to make it up. Like Goku said. Low management might play into effect, but I don't think it will because there's only 72 games this time. So I think the playoff race, especially with the playing tournament, might be a lot closer than people think. Uh, as for the Clippers, PG looks phenomenal. He said he got back with his trainer from his MVP season. I don't know why he didn't get back with him when he went to the Clippers <laughs> the first year, but I'm glad he got him back now. What Weird the thing, real but. question is. So we know the Clippers, they got PS5s and the Lakers got rings. What would y'all take? Y'all taking a PS5 or y'all taking a championship ring? I'm taking a championship ring. I'm taking a PS5. Jeez. That championship ring is priceless, man. Championship ring came I go down in Miles Morales, Spider-Man. I go down in history with a championship ring, bro. I don't go down in history with a PS5. It makes you look stupid, especially on ring night. My final little two minutes was, was great back and forth. Um, but that shot, that shot in particular, I believe uh, the possession before, 
for the Celtics had a few possessions before Giannis chose not to guard Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum hitting a, a mid-ranger with Pat Connaughton, which had me had me confused why the former defensive player of the year um, wasn't guarding the, the best player on the opposite team. And we've seen great defenders like Anthony Davis, Jimmy Butler guard the best player on the team un, um, successfully. And uh, the defensive player of the year, the best defender in the league, supposedly, wasn't guarding the best uh, offensive player on the other team. But then... When he was guarding him, Jason Tatum hit a step back three. I'm sure he wasn't aiming for bank, but he got the bank shot. Um, great shot. Um, I don't know if Giannis could have done any more to stop that. I think it's just it's good defense, but better offense uh, in that situation. But yeah, that was the main takeaway from, from the Bucks Celtics game tonight. Not to cut you, not to cut you uh, the rest of the people off, but just ask a question: What do you think? Like, do you think that says something when Giannis, who's supposed to be the best defender in the league, doesn't want to take the matchup? Because we heard about that in the bubble, too. He didn't want to take yeah. Jimmy Butler. Like, what do you think that mm-hmm. says to the team uh, when he's not trying to take the best I don't know. Maybe they're like, I don't know if it's necessarily his fault because he likes to follow what Coach Bud tells him to do. But I feel like if you're going to be called, you know, either the best player in the league or best defender in the league, you have to kind of break out of what your coach is, your coach's mold. But even if his coach told him, you know, don't play on Tatum for that one specific play, but don't switch on and take away, like, switch on to Tatum on that possession, I think you still do it. Because you know you're the best defender on your team. You know you have the best chance of stopping him from scoring. And if they stop Tatum on that possession, that gives them an opportunity to score, take a lead, and then maybe end up winning the game later, uh, you know, later on. So I think it does say something about Giannis. Um, that he's not, that he doesn't like to, you know, break out of the order of his coach, maybe. But uh, I don't know if you can see that as a knock or not. But yeah, that's just my, that's my point of view. Okay. Uh, anybody else like to say their piece on the game? Here's why I think Bucks aren't going to succeed. I, I don't have Bucks as my favorites to go to the finals this year. You look at the, uh, you know, the scores. Giannis 35, Middleton 27, Drew Holiday got 25, Vincenzo with 15, and that's it. Nobody else was scoring on this team. They only got four really reliable scorers. Well, I don't really, yeah. Only four guys that can score. That's not championship worthy. Moving on to the Celtics half, Tatum and Jalen Brown looked really good. Jalen Brown dropped 33, Tatum with 30. Uh, Jeff, even, oh, Teague had 19 too. Uh, I'm not too sure. I think in a seven-game series, Celtics take it. Uh, I'm excited with the Celtics. Tatum, I think, probably is going to develop into a top 10, possibly MVP season for Jason Tatum. That's a bold, bold statement, but you know what? He looked, re- he looked real good and real confident. Goku? The only thing, the only thing I got to say, uh, somebody give Giannis a shooting coach. Zero point zero point four seconds left, right? And you missed the second free throw. But you're supposed to be the MVP. Give him a shooting. I forgot about that. Bucks. Give him a shooting coach. Give him a shooting coach. Sorry. I heard that he got a free throw training coach. So his free throw form does look good. He got to fire him last year. Yeah. I don't you, like that training. I don't like that training. You if you if you're gonna miss one, if you if you, those are the most important free throws of the game. You cannot miss those free throws. He makes the first one, and then you ha- you have to sink in that that second shot. It's when you are like OT is enough time for you to come back, win the game, 
You know what I mean? Like, you have to, to be considered the best and one of the best players in the league, you have to make that shot. Exactly. Because think, at one point, Bucks were down 17. So they were, if it goes into OT, I think they have enough momentum, enough confidence to take that game. Yeah. I know Jason Tatum hit that, but I'm telling you, Giannis sinks the, the free throw, breath of fresh air, they come out, five different minutes. Game. It's a different game. It's a whole different game. But uh, in my opinion, Tatum looked great. Nice little step back. Nice little step back to ice the game. Jalen Brown looked great. Got me a nice couple points in my fantasy. Uh, <laughs> as previously mentioned, Giannis desperately needs a free throw shooting coach. I don't know if he needs to hit a lethal shooter. I know he do, does more with shooting threes, but I know he can help more with free throws. Yeah. I, I heard a story saying that when Giannis missed free throws, his coaches had a run. He should have been the one running. Because I know he would have shot way better had he been the one running. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So you can't I, like you can't be an MVP and not be able to hit free throws. Yeah. I mean, like, LeBron does struggle. LeBron struggles, but he would have hit those shots. When LeBron was winning MVP, he was shooting like seventy five percent. Yeah, I don't now see he's shooting like sixty nine percent. Yeah, I I don't but. see Giannis winning his th- third MVP in the row. Honestly, mm-hmm. maybe not even uh, another MVP for the rest of his career. I don't know how mm-hmm. much better he can get, unless if he develops a shot, uh, a capable yeah. shot. I'm not sure how much better Giannis can get, and that's not a knock. That's just I feel like he's reached his peak and he's just gonna ride with it. Well, I mean, a two-time Whoa. MVP isn't bad on the career. Yeah, you know, A lot of people sure. don't win MVP twice. Still Hall of Fame. He's still a Hall of Fame. Yeah, definitely still Hall of Fame career if he can keep it up. I don't so, think, you know, you know he got to get out of Milwaukee. I don't think Milwaukee is a winning organization. I don't think he's going to win a chip in Milwaukee. I, I think he can. We'll just have to I see. I think he can. He has five years on his contract. I think we just got to give it time. If he doesn't okay. end up winning and there's no signs of him winning, I think he should be. But as of now, I think he stays. Okay, let me ask you a little question. You're Giannis, right? The Bucks offer you that, that super max. Yep. But you know that, you, well, you have doubts in your mind that you could win a title in Milwaukee. What do you do as Giannis? Do you accept it or do you I accept it? And then I talk to management. I mean, he's a big enough star to have an effect on the organization. They brought in Drew Holiday, who definitely helps their chances to win, increases their chances heavily. They're a top three team in the East like they were last year, but I think they have a better chance of making the finals this year than last year. And you just continue to add pieces that you think will help you. I think they need more shooting around them. Shooting always helps around uh, superstars, as it does with LeBron. And it'll do the same for Giannis. I think as time goes on, they'll add pieces that'll help them, help the Bucks and him and Giannis himself win championships or just win, make it to the finals at least. Um, I think it's, he has to see how the five years just pan out because there's a lot of time, a lot of changes can be made, and uh, they can end up winning. Can I add something to that Okay, so um, I'm done with that shooting stuff because he, he's had shooting for multiple years. 18, 19, he had Brooke Lopez, who, was shoot, who I think was shooting 30, uh, 30 in the high 30s. He had Chris Middleton almost made the 50, 90, and 40 club. And now he has the Drew Holiday. He's not a great free throw shooter, but I mean, not free throw shooter. Three shooter, but he's a good three shooter. I think they honestly just need a reliable center. You got Book Lopez, but last year Book Lopez was shooting 32% from three, but he still averaged points. You still you need a reliable center because Book Lopez is about to retire soon. He's he's coming into his uh, mid 30 mid 30s late 30s, 
And I think you need another center or another more reliable score. Because you have Giannis, you have Chris Middleton. Maybe you just need another center or probably another defensive piece that you can rely on. Maybe they go so try to get uh, Jared Allen. I know he's going to be a free agent next mm. year or this year. Mm. That'd be a good pickup. Allen could be cool. Allen could be so, but that's, I don't think that fits their shooting thing. Yeah. Because for, for really Giannis, that's 6'11 could play center. Yeah, that's he's... a crazy mismatch. Think about it. A 6'11 person who runs like a guard who can yeah. bully you in the paint fast mm-hmm. enough to keep up with you on the perimeter or strong enough to keep up with you in the paint. I, yeah. I know it's it's kind of like a Daryl Morey system where you just have a ball down the player and then you just, not yeah. small ball because Giannis is still 6'11. But like you can, you can throw a lot of shooters around him, have him play in the post a yeah. little bit. The double team comes, you throw off for a shot. Um, I think he needs to get out of there. The Bucks is a small market team, and we know with small market teams they can't really do too much. You heard about what do you what do you suggest he goes? I thought the Mavericks would be a perfect place for him. Hmm. They love their international talent. They have a lot of shooting. The only thing they need is defense. And I think the defensive player of the year award winner is definitely enough to <laughs> improve that defense. Like, thank you. That's definitely enough to improve that defense. That's definitely a top three team in the, in the West. I don't think the Bucks as constru- constructed get out the East this year. I think the Nets get out the, the East this year. Yeah, we'll have to see. It'll be a battle of the, Titan, of the Titans for sure. Most definitely. This is crazy. This is the most... This is the weirdest year ever. There's no clear favorite. So many teams can make it out I of mean the East Conference. Well, I mean, I think the, the Clippers have a much better chance this year than last year. You know, that's fair. Last that's fair. year, uh, then you always got to worry about Denver. Yep. Uh, so that's three teams, and then you got the Celtics who look really good. Suns. I think Jake, the Suns. I, I don't, know. I don't know where I rank that team. They could be the eighth seed, and they could be like the, the third seed. Right. Suns are either gonna be really good or, or underwhelming. It all that's depends. Something. It all depends on DeAndre and progression, and what and if Chris Paul will. Take another step, like the OKC leader role. It all depends on that. Chris Paul, to be honest. Oh, I yeah. definitely take. I Chris definitely Paul's see defense. Chris Paul taking that that leadership role. He, it, I mean, he was able to do it with Shea. Uh, you know, really unproven person. Really, I mean, he definitely was the catalyst for that OKC OKC team making the playoffs. No you take him no off. Doubt. You replace. You maybe you replace him with someone who can give like the same production but not the same leadership. That's a bottom five team in the West. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Hey, before we, before we sign off, I just want to talk real quick about Terry Rozier. Man's dropped 42 points tonight. What do we think Crazy. about the Hornets? Um, okay. Oh. Okay, so amazing night. Uh, another person who played really well, Gordon Hayward. He had like 28. They played amazing. Uh, to me... This does not change my feelings about the Hornets. <laughs> I think at best, because like I mean, you know, Terrell's year, like what's his peak? Like what? Like that? A poor man's Baron Davis? Like that's not really. That's not really anything. That was, at, at best, Baron Davis was able to get you an eighth seed. Sure, he beat the one seed that year, but Dirk played horrible. Uh, I still think at best they make the playing tournament. No, at best, they are like a 7th to 8th seed. And at worst, they're out of the playoffs. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of conflicted because Terry had a really good game, but uh, I for the future of the Hornets, I don't know how old Devontae Graham is. I know he's significantly younger than Terry Rozier, and I feel like he will put out better consistent numbers than Terry Rozier as he did last year. He put up around 20, I believe. Should have won most of the player, in my opinion. Yeah. Closer to 20. Uh, Terry's 42-point game is an anomaly. It's uh, it shouldn't. <laughs> I feel yeah. like it shouldn't have happened. It's a, it's a crazy amount of uh, points, obviously, but I feel like he doesn't fit with the Hornets' future um, future plan. So if I'm the Hornets, I would I would honestly trade him. I feel like maybe this game boosts his value. Maybe he'll perform mm-hmm. similar in the future games. We could probably trade him for like a nice forward, a nice big to pair next to Lamelo and Devontae Graham for the future. I don't know. I feel like I feel like the Hornets are still a bad team. Even in the East, they're a bad team. I, I don't think they make the playing tournament. If I'm being completely honest, um, I think they're a lottery team again, which is fine. They can tank, get better players in the draft, and then you know flip flip older players like Terry Rozier, veterans, stuff like that for for younger talent. Um, but yeah, no no change for the Hornets in my mind. So again, you know what I'm saying? We're talking about the 42. You feel me? The 42 from Terry Rozier. Rozier. Well, I you know what I'm saying it's amazing. But I'm not. I wasn't really looking at the Hayward year 42. I was looking at the future for the Hornets. And once you have Lamelo, zero for three. Yeah. He played the entire game zero for three. He he's been in preseason. He's been showing. He's been showing he could put up rebound and assist numbers, but he hasn't really showed scoring ability. You know what I mean? Um, in preseason, he 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 put up ten. And five assists, but he scores zero points again. Yep. Like, w- when does it end? He's showing scoring inconsistency as a rookie, and that's mm-hmm. the thing that scares me for the future. Okay, so let me ask you this: Do you do you think we should start viewing him as more of a Lonzo Ball 2.0 and less of a scoring machine, like all-around player? You think we should start viewing him like that? Oh no, I don't say he's Lonzo Ball 2.0 because he doesn't have. The playmaking or the what I say, the defense of Lonzo Ball. Like Lonzo Lonzo, I'm saying right now, Lonzo beats uh Lamella at playmaking by a lot right now. By a lot. But I say I say that we gotta look at him as a scorer because he doesn't try on defense, right? He doesn't try. He'll look at you, but he does doesn't really try that much on defense. So we gotta really look at him as a scorer. I mean, if you're just a person that can rebound and playmate, you feel me? Then you're a 50 times worse Russ. You can't score. Like, you suck. <laughs> Man, don't disrespect Russ like that. Russ, uh, he's not a soft I, I personally I said 50 times worse. Okay. That's significantly worse. I personally believe that there's no problems with Lamella Ball right now. Uh, if he's I'm a young. coach or GM or owner for the, for the Hornets... I'd rather see him get his inconsistencies and poor, poor performances in his rookie season, especially since his first game in in a preseason. I'd rather see him get those out now so he can, you know, get better from those experiences. And, you know, I like how he, he still has confidence in himself. I need him, if I'm a GM or a coach, I want LaMelo Ball, who I just drafted top three pick to, uh, to remain confident in his shot, remain confident in his finishing ability and his scoring ability. Um... Still, obviously, he could rebound and uh, put up high assist numbers. He could play make really well, especially as a rookie. But his inconsistent jumper, 
his, his inconsistent scoring doesn't scare me because he's a rookie. He has a lot of time to grow. And I feel like he has a, a really high ceiling in his scoring. We've seen how good of a scorer he can be and how um, crafty he can be as a scorer. So I, I'm not worried at all. Uh, another thing I just wanted to put out there, LaMelo had two steals tonight. I'm not sure if they were garbage time or just uh, easy money steals, but I mean, that it, it's something, it looks nice on the on the resume. For sure. It definitely does. Duh. It doesn't hurt. Definitely doesn't hurt. Okay. As Michael Jordan, the GM of the Hornets, I am worried. Um, the reason is, we already know LaMelo is an inefficient score, right? You saw that from the Lithuania, the, the high school. He was never an efficient score. But when he when he does score, it's very inefficient. Like when he, last preseason game, he shot ten percent. First season, preseason game, he shot zero percent, and then the other preseason game, he shot like thirty something percent. That's very scary, especially if you're going to be my franchise player. Like you should be shooting, you should be averaging like forty percent. Like Devonte Graham, he shot thirty nine percent from the field last year. It, that's horrible. That's not good at all. But that's way better than what Lamelo is doing. And Lamelo is supposed to be my franchise piece. The playmaking, like Goku said, the playmaking and rebounding is nice. But like Terry Rozier can do that, and he plays way better defense. So I think if you're if we're going to look at him as a scorer, I'm I get worried when he has games like that. But he is a rookie, and. Due to the pandemic, he never really got a... He's not really getting a fair shot. Uh, he doesn't have that much time to work with the team as the last year rookies have, and hopefully the future rookies will have. So, you know, I'm not... He has very high boom or bust potential. You know what yep. I'm saying? He's either going to be really, really good or trash. So I hope he turns out really, really good. But from preseason up until now, I do get worried. So I hope Michael Jordan will work with him on being more involved in the offense because 0 3, 1 of 10, 0 of 5. Like, I don't want to see that from my future star. Um, another rookie that played tonight was Anthony Edwards, who had, I think, a bad preseason. I didn't watch all two of those games. When I saw he had a, a, a meh preseason. Uh, today, he dropped 15 points, four rebounds, four assists, five for 12 shooting. Shot uh, five threes, maybe one of them. How are you guys feeling about that stat line? Decent. Decent. As a rookie. As a rookie, I see Anthony Edwards as... He's been compared to Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade said that himself. I think that's pretty decent. Although the shooting, especially in today's game, you definitely don't want to be shooting 20% from the, the three-point line. Yeah. Uh, but his complete shooting stats was like, what, 5 of 12? Like yeah, 40 some percent. Like 40 some percent. Yeah, around there. That's pretty good. That is pretty good. Well, it's nice amount of assists. Mm-hmm. Especially in 25 minutes, I think that's a, that's a pretty good stat line for a rookie. Um, honestly, you know what I'm saying? Pretty good stat line. But the way he played on the court, I was looking at the game today. The way he played on the court was just kind of weird. You feel me? He was, he, he's everywhere. But sometimes he just doesn't know what to do on the court. Like he looks. And tries to find the person, but he just, I don't know. It's just weird how he's playing right now. But he, I like the stat line, you know what I'm saying? 5 for 12, can fix the three shooting. I don't really see Dwayne Wade inside of him. You can say Dwayne Wade because probably because the athleticism and dunking he has, but I don't really see Dwayne Wade inside him. You feel me? 
I don't know what I really see inside of him. He's kind of his own person right now. I got to wait later in his career. I can't just judge off rookie season. But I feel like that he'll be great with D-Lo, help D-Lo on the defensive side if he gets some defensive tools. You feel me? Mm-hmm. And we'll, he'll, he'll be a great addition on this team. Any other rookies play tonight? Um, uh, maybe some some minor ones. No, nobody hey, looks top can three. I, can I say something? Last, last, okay, go ahead. He's not a rookie. But John Morant. Yes, rookie. sir. Hey. My boy, John Morant. I was telling people John Morant is averaging 24 plus. And my boy dropped 44. He dropped 44. He dropped 44. Jeez, my boy dropped 44. Bro. It's a big game. Jeez. Shot really efficient too. 18 for 27. Wow. That's crazy. Dang, that's crazy efficiency. Only two three shots. He was killing people on this court today, bro. Did he make them? Or was he all two? He made one three, one one of two. Okay. Uh, Last minute, I want to see how he's on it. And Ooh, he might, yeah, he he might, really he might go 24 and 10. He might go 24 and 10. Y'all saw the off the backboard dunk by him, bro? That was crazy, bro. That was tough. But uh, real quick, the James Harden situation. Today's game versus yeah. OKC was canceled. How do you feel? Oh, man. Uh, First, just, hold on. Do you think that image was real of him at the club? You think that's recent, yes. or do you yeah. think? I think it's definitely recent. Recent enough for him to be the cause for, you know, cancellation, COVID reason. Okay. Um, I think it shows horrible leadership. Like you're the leader of the franchise. You have been for some time, and. You've been you've been called out on this certain action before. You know it's caused problems, and you continue to just not care and continue to get yourself into these situations. You know they, they those situations being seen by the public. You know your image, like what image is being shown. I feel like he he's showing that he wants out, and it's being it's like it's causing problems much. and chaos for the Rockets organization. Um, I'd I'd probably trade him to be honest because of his behavior and like. Yeah, obviously he's obviously showing that he doesn't want to be in Houston anymore. So I think the best thing would be to, be to, to get him out of there for the best possible package. I think it's just a horrible, horrible sign of leadership by James. And I feel like he knows what he's doing. He's not as well like I feel like he just doesn't care anymore. Hmm, okay. Goku, any thoughts? Um, I feel like Loki, you know what I'm saying? I feel like the pieces are starting to add up together. I'm the video, I don't know if the video is old or new. But I, th- I feel like the video is probably a little bit old because the start, the start of the season, it was like, oh, he was at a club. So I think it could be that video, you feel me? Mm-hmm. Like an uh, earlier video, or I don't know if another video leaked of him being in the club. I don't know if there's two videos of him being in the club or something. I don't know. But well, it just it just really shows that it, he just doesn't want to be here. Like at least he said, it's showing horrible leadership. And you know what I'm saying? Trade him to the Knicks. I do not care. Trade him to the Knicks. That's all I got to say. That's good. That's good. Trade him to the Knicks. No, man. Okay. Right. So, uh, I do think the pictures, I actually think it's recent. Because the last video, he looked in a completely different outfit. I don't know. I mean, I know James Harden got a lot of money, but I know he doesn't wear two outfits on the same day. (laughs) I actually don't think this is him saying he wants to leave Houston. Hmm. I know he does want to leave Houston, but I don't think him going to the club says that. I think this is out of blown out of proportion because of the pandemic and you know the NBA NBA is keeping watch. James Harden does this all the time. They it's been an issue. James yeah. Harden going to strip club. 
So, I, uh, you know, Russ had that same issue. You know, we thought Russ and Harden would pan out, but Russ got tired of Harden BSing around. Same thing with Chris Paul. I'd assume the same thing went on with Dwight Howard. I, I don't know if he was going to clubs in 2013. I feel like once Harden was like, oh, yeah, Houston is my team, you know, he, he kind of tried, tried to did the Dennis Rodman route, you know, go out party after games, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. And Houston should have never allowed him to do that in the first place. Yeah. You give James Harden an inch, he'll take him off. You know, he's going that's, out partying. That's a great, that's a great saying. He's going out partying with little baby. Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. Last, last, last thought. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, um, he's going out with little baby, giving him like 16 minutes. Uh, things of that nature, going out partying, <laughs> trying to be his little girlfriend. I don't like it. Uh, I had heard a, I had heard a rumor that um, the Rockets organization had yet to tell James Harden no up till this season. So this can be seen, or his, his acts of going to the club, various clubs, can be seen as like acts of rebellion. Because have you ever heard no from like your, your organization, your team, your GM, your coach, and you finally hear it and you're doing something wrong? I feel like you're going to... You're not going to take it lightly. You're going to be pissed. You're going to act out. And I feel like this is this is his way of acting out. Possible. Ron, you got any thoughts? No. I got, I got nothing. I think that they need to trade him to a low-income community. Trade him to the Cavaliers. <laughs> uh, Cavaliers, Knicks, shoot. Any, anywhere but Houston. I, and I, I think, you, you know, that's it. That's all you can do. All I'm gonna say is, bro, this nigga is really acting like a fucking teenager. I'm keeping an eye on him. Like, bro, like, if somebody said, bro, this man is acting like, like, like a Disney Channel teenager. Like, bro, like, what is wrong with you, bro? Like, not Disney Channel, but just a regular if somebody is sitting, bro, if somebody tells you no and you in the NBA getting paid 30 millions of dollars to play, be healthy, and follow rules, yeah. do it. They're not paying you for nothing. They are literally not paying you for nothing. Exactly. They are paying you to be the player you're supposed to be. Yeah. And if you don't like that, you can go to the Knicks. You can go to the Cavs. <laughs> go to the No, no, no. No, because I'm really mad. No, no. This is just dumb, bro. Like, you are a whole grown man. You're 31 years old with a fucked up hairline. And you really mad? <laughs> and you really <laughs> saying no? Bro, can you blame for me? You oh, paid to the Knicks or something, bro. You are not a bum. Lonely dude has paying plays thirty million. You not get a five dollar haircut, but you can go to a club. What's wrong with you, bro? Well, okay. Yeah. Let me ask you this: Do you think if James Harden had a much better attitude toward the team or work ethic, I don't know which one fits this situation here, do you think he'd be a champion by now? No. No. No, because no, his play style is still just. I think, I think, 
he'd have a way better chance, if not a champion, maybe a finals berth. Uh, I think. Uh, I don't know. I feel like he definitely had a chance. Twenty eighteen. I think yeah. if he does some off ball, that chance. I don't think they, he had, he didn't have a chance because of him. And so that even if you add off ball game to him, he definitely becomes you know, more of a threat. You have to focus on him when he's moving around. But the reason that the Rockets were even in, a, in that position to possibly make the finals is because of Chris Paul. Uh, if Chris Paul doesn't get hurt, I truly believe that the Rockets win the finals that year. So even if you add James Harden's off ball, like even if you added off ball to his game, I don't think that would be enough for them to get over the the hump of losing Chris Paul in that series. So I think they, mm. I think I don't think they'd make the finals regardless. So, Adding off ball would would be beneficial, but even Kobe, Kobe like two three years ago said that James Harden's play style will not win them a championship. Like it's flashy, it brings some less stats, brings in a lot of points. He can score from anywhere. He's a great scorer. But it's not going to win them games, and it's not going to be viable for them to win uh, in the playoffs or you know a finals uh, champion championship in the future. When when I heard that Kobe quote, I think he was interpreting it as what Goku said: dribble for the twenty seconds, step yeah. back, step back, between between, behind behind, step back. I mean, he makes them. He puts up his thirty, especially that year, to the year the Kobe quote came out. He was put, he was averaging forty points. Yeah. 40 games probably so you know that i think that style doesn't work but if you give if he was putting up 32 you know on good efficiency with the pin downs and the the backdoor cuts mm-hmm. off ball screens i i think one chris paul doesn't have to be used as much because i feel like chris paul started exerting his body especially at what 34 35 you don't want to yeah. do that you know, that's what he had. Yeah, that's what he was doing in Live City. That hamstring has always been an issue. Yeah. So I think he still re-injures it, but I think it's a lot lower chance if you know Chris Paul is dropping forty-two in elimination games. For sure. Well, honestly, James Harden needs to change his whole play style. That's all I gotta say. His whole play style is literally just stats. That's all it is. Yeah. You go pay. He he doesn't move off ball. We saw him this preseason. He passed somebody the ball two inches away. And literally stood out of bounds. Like, what is wrong with you, bro? Like, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You got to move. This man literally yeah. stood there like he was a stick man on, on some hangman shit, bro. Like, why don't you just move? The only thing you had to do was move a little bit. And he has a clear pathway to dunk the ball. But yeah. you choose to stand right there. Like, bro, his, he doesn't care about his teammates when he plays in that type of play style. I do not know why there's so many Harden supporters on NBA Twitter. Which I'm not even gonna get into that. <laughs> Don't get into that. That's yeah, I looked. Game. I looked at that play and I said, "That's exactly what Chris Ball was talking about." <laughs> I was like, "That's exactly what Chris Ball was talking about." All right, should we uh, should we wrap it up? I don't know if we have anything. Yeah, to talk about. that's about it. Um, it's been a good episode. I think we talked, you know, some good, some good basketball. Talk about the games, some certain players, some great, some great performances tonight. Um, thank you guys for listening. Uh, make sure you guys check us out on Twitter. Um, I don't think we're gonna record probably over break, so you, y'all viewers enjoy y'all break for sure. Merry uh, Christmas! This yeah. episode gonna be Merry coming Christmas. out on Christmas. Have a happy New Year. Oh y'all, see y'all in twenty twenty one. Do a happy Kwanzaa if you celebrate. Uh, happy whatever whatever holiday you celebrate. Yeah, all I gotta you. say, happy holidays. Drink yeah. some alcohol, kids. It's all good. Maybe don't do apple that. Cider. Yeah, don't do, don't do apple drugs, cider. Don't do apple cider glasses up. Don't do drugs, kids. <laughs> you know 
Uh, yeah, thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see y'all next time. Peace. Deuces.